0: Listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him
1: go! Whoa! Oh, my he knocked the headgear off. Him. This is unbelievable. Footy talk. What's on the agenda, Michael Chamis.
2: Danny's angry. I've upset his man. Garcia wants to know all about it. Yeah, I
1: want to know all about it as well, Danny. Yourself, Cooper Cronk, Sam Walker. What's going on? Yeah, plenty going on. Here's footy talk. Geno's edition. Back with the Jurnos edition footy talk. Michael Chamis from the Sydney Morning Herald and 100% Footy and Triple M and Nine News and where else? From Sunday Footy Show and
2: – Yeah.
1: I think, you, I think you've known – NRL 36. Oh, no, haven't been invited <laughs> on that one. <laughs>
2: that's all right. Everyone else gets, gets me and Arnas confused anyway, so you, you won't be the first.
0: Yeah, Cariana, no? Arnas is the handsome one. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And that's the voice yeah. of Danny Wadler. How are you? G'day. I'm, I'm very well. Happy Speaking to be here. Speaking of handsome ones. Sun Herald, Nine News. That's it. 100% footy. Oh, yeah. Yep. You are on this week. Don't you do… Probably on next week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't you do SCN, this. What else do you do? Uh,
1: do a big SCN. Sports Breakfast. Oh, listen to this guy. Footy Talk. mm Good times. Good times. How
0: are we, gents?
2: <laughs> very well. Very well.
0: Been a busy week, hasn't it? it? has
2: been, yeah. Plenty doing.
1: Well, for some. I'm on holidays <laughs> <laughs> from my day job, so just come in here for half an hour and have a yak. Uh, we are, though, going to start with, and I mentioned about 100% footy and uh, that great Monday night show on Channel 9 that maybe Danny might be doing the back-to-back weeks because <laughs> the two guys in here, Michael Chambers and Danny Widler, they alternate week by week. And Michael has decided to write an article about... Gus Gould and his many takes and is that perhaps contravening what should be the role of a club administrator? Where's the line? Is he blurring the line? Now, I can't imagine, Michael, that Gus rang you the day after that article was published and said, Michael, I just want to congratulate you on your (laughs) awesome journalism. Where did this story emanate from? Where's it gone in the day since?
2: Well, one, I didn't decide to write an article. There's been whispers around for some time about the Things that feel good has said on social media and the media, and uh, and I spoke to the NRL and the clubs, and there had been complaints made to the NRL, and were, that was confirmed. and I think Danny, you said that on Monday night as well on 100% Footy that there were complaints made, and the NRL considering what to do next. Now,
1: that's a story yeah. from a journalistic point of view, just chiming in, that's that's a newsworthy story. Oh, I, I don't know what opinion. the NRL
2: do next, but mm. if the NRL decide to take on feel good, I'm sorry, but that's a story. and probably not going to end well for the NRL, I imagine. But yeah, look, I, I, I'm not sure what Gus thinks of it, but he, he made it quite clear that he had no issue. What do you mean um, you're not
0: sure about what Gus thinks of it?
2: Well, I haven't spoken to Gus. I tried Have to you reach tried? out Yeah, I did. I, I, I wouldn't write that story without reaching out to him. I, I rang him. I messaged him. So he hasn't
0: he, come back to you. Do you think that maybe? He messaged
2: may me be... back the first night. Yeah. when oh. I when, the, about before okay. the story came out. Yeah. What did he say? It stays between me and him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> it doesn't work like it that. There wasn't much
2: to it. it a few emojis. I didn't think it was an emoji <laughs> <laughs> I'd like the to one know with emojis- the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: uh, well, I don't know. How is he, Danny?
0: I had I, I was on 100% footy that night, and I, it was my job as a journalist to ask Gus about it. He didn't really want to talk about it, which is, I guess, his prerogative. I think there was interesting, the press conference for the Bulldogs, and I think it was the next day, they have a press conference area and Tevita Pangai Jr. and also um, Max King were up. And as we were waiting for Tavita to arrive, Gus appeared and started. <laughs> Is that normal? I've never seen him in the press conference area before. <laughs> and he made some pointed comments about uh, what he thought about your piece and mm. the motivation for it. Now, did you, did you drive that story? Were you...
2: Oh, listen. What, were you driving? I'm just asking you
0: because this is a, a what question. Mean, what
2: do you mean? Well, well was i driving that story. Well, tell
0: me how it emanated. How did it I just come
2: told about? you how it emanated? Had you not heard that clubs were frustrated? No. Nothing at all?
0: No. Okay.
2: No. For a well connected man, he didn't hear anything?
1: No. Okay. So I'm starting to realize how it works here. Danny goes face to face to a lot of clubs and talks to a lot of players. Mm. You, on the other hand, mm. If your if <laughs> if you lost your phone you'd be screwed you wouldn't be able to you make a lot of calls correct not yeah. saying Danny doesn't make calls no
2: i as i said i spoke to the NRL there were confirmation that there had been complaints made to the NRL, to the NRL
0: by which clubs which clubs do we know by clubs do you know which clubs doesn't want to give them up no i'm just saying, I've you know. spoken
2: to clubs who have shared mm. their concerns
0: and what's it over is it over i, I so when i can spoke can i to- can i just
2: say something though i know what you're getting at mm. i love when gus goes on there and says it's a it's an abomination. Or he goes on there and tells Joseph Suwali don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. It's great theater. It's great theater. It's great drama and I love it. And I sit there alongside him on those shows and enjoy being part of that conversation. I'm I'm not writing an opinion piece here. Mm. Mm. I stand by the fact there are clubs that have complained to the NRL. Mm-hmm. I didn't go out to try and get Gus. Mm. I, why would I try and go out and get Gus? i work with the guy. Mm. But I think it's a fair story. If complaints hadn't been made, I'm not going to write an opinion piece saying Gus is overstepping the mark because I actually don't think he is. Good luck to him. Under the rules, every person in the media who works with Nine or Fox or whoever it may be, Triple M, they're bound. if they work for a club, you're bound by a set of rules. The NRL overlooked that. Mm. What the NRL is concerned about, what the NRL would be able to get Gus on, is the conversation around Jacob Preston with the hip drop table on him. Good yeah. Friday. Yeah. Now, I think it was pro- straight after the game, Gus had said that wasn't hip drop tackle and he shouldn't have been penalized. And in the end, he, as he said, he was right. The NRL didn't charge Jacob Preston. The issue isn't whether he's right or wrong. The issue is whether he should be able to potentially influence the match review committee before they decide on the charges. And if it was a coach who had done that, then they would get fined. Mm. And that was the, that was, that's the issue with certain clubs now. Are we being held to a different standard? How come he can get away with it? If he gets away with good luck to him, I don't. I, I've got no issue with Gus doing it. Gus has been around the game for so long and he's never been sanctioned once.
1: This is nothing new. I should chime in and say that he started working for Channel Nine in the mid nineties. Mm. Bang, Super League hits up, becomes close with obviously the the funder of the ARL and trying to back up the ARL in the war with um with uh, News Corp and, and Super League. And all the while he's coaching. So yeah. Gus has had these questions yeah. since then. But since no one's the ever Super taken him on.
2: That's the difference. Do you think yeah, it's not a story?
0: No, well. I've thought long and hard about this situation, Michael, and I've gone back and thought about, you know, how conflict's been handled in the past. And I came to the conclusion that um, the great Pip Edwards recently said, this is not my circus. This is your circus. You, you so can gonna, you, so you, you can you're deal you're with this. You're not going to answer it. So it's not a story. Deal, is that what you're saying? It's you not can a story. deal with this story. It's, well, it's you had it's to deal sto- with it on Monday. I had to deal with it because you put on the clown. Hose. I was put in position, <laughs> the position where I had to deal with it. And this is your story, and you can deal with it. This is your circus. It's not my circus. It's it's a story,
2: and I've got no. This is not a personal attack. I've got no issues with Gus, and I think. If he gets away with it, good luck to him. But there are people who have raised the concerns.
1: That green room on 100% footy on Monday is going to be like the <laughs> pyramid enclosure. In the end, yeah. <laughs> be so cold. <laughs> How, how's that going to go?
2: I've got no issue. I haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. What have I done wrong? I don't think you've got Should I have not written it because he works for Channel 9?
0: Is that what you're trying to say? I'm just saying it's not my circus. This is your your story. I'm, it's not personal. I
1: understand here, really. why, where clubs are coming from because maybe it's the clubs who don't have that direct line to a headline.
0: The other Perhaps. thing is, uh, which, again, I'm going to sound like I'm defending Gus here, but he does do we'll a lot point. of... I thought, I thought we were mates, Danny. He does do a lot of... Um, he gets a lot of phone calls from clubs who want him to say certain things, uh, push an agenda for them, yeah. help them out. Uh, for instance, um, when, when players do the wrong thing and a lot of people are against a player, he'll stick up for the player and he'll stick up for a club. I don't know if the clubs ring him and say thank you, mm. but when it doesn't suit them they're quick to jump on him so behind the scenes a lot goes on with gus and hmm. i think a lot of the things that he's saying on can be on behalf of clubs he doesn't like the the hip drop he doesn't like the scenes uh and doesn't he doesn't like concussion protocols yeah, yeah and so he wanted to that's he's got an avenue to to say all that is that fair to other clubs uh, maybe not i guess know it's going to come down to the nrl isn't it
2: well, it is. It's whether or not they're going to take
0: him on. And I How spoke it? to Andrew Abdo about it.
2: Yeah. And what did he say?
0: He said that he had no issue with Gus ripping into the NRL. Mm. He can do that. Yeah. I think the issue is simply over the potential influ- influencing over the match review committee or trying to put pressure in that area. And I put that to Gus, and he said, I said, well, he, does he? do they really think that he can put pressure on them? Yeah. Well, they should be above it anyway. Yeah. Ooh. The match review committee. They, they no. should. So, so they you, shouldn't so listen you, to. So you agree that it's an issue.
2: I think you, you, if, if you Andrew, circus if, if, for if an Andrew, and Andrew Abdo, uh,
0: if Andrew Abdo takes it further, and something happens, yeah, it's an issue. Mm. Okay, but it's not my circus to get involved. With. <laughs> yeah, listen to this guy. <laughs> I. Uh, it's not my issue. Yeah. It's your story. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I'll, I'll, be, I'll be fascinated st- to watch how it plant. You stand said- by the story. It doesn't mean
2: I hope the NRL go out and get him. That's the difference. It's not personal. It's not an opinion piece. I wrote it as fact that the NRL have received complaints, which they have confirmed from clubs in regards to comments being made. What happens after? Good luck to them.
1: Mm. It's an issue. Are you not willing to get in the circus because you're circus weary? You, you've <laughs> oh, been involved in too I've been many. a lot of circuses, been a lot of tents.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I, honestly, this is Michael's story and yeah, I want, to, I want to see how it pans out. It's, it's fascinating viewing. Listen to this It's fascinating guy. viewing. and He wants to distance himself from me. You we weren't distancing I, yourself from me yesterday when we were working on the Sam Walker I, story. It doesn't mean I don't respect you as a colleague. Oh. This is your story. So though. what don't you respect me as? Not neither. Yeah. As a friend? You're, you're yeah. We're friends, Fra- aren't we?
2: Friends? I think once we walk out this door today, don't let it hit you on the way, ass on the
1: way <laughs> out. Oh, jeez. You're quoting Gus. Yes, I love him. We'll get to that Sam Walker story the other day. I'd, like couldn't believe it! Not my circus, Michael. <laughs> Joined together, <laughs> you two.
2: <laughs>
1: rugby union stealing headlines again. Does rugby league need to shut up about rugby <laughs> union? I've yeah. got a take. Mm-hmm. Rugby union have played this perfectly. Yeah, absolutely perfectly. Now everyone goes, "Oh, who's this Hamish McLennan fella? Absolute gibbera!" Blah blah blah. I can, <laughs> I can very much assure you, he is not a gibber and he knows exactly what he's doing. He's has got an advertising background. Uh, got into the financial system. Head of well. Channel 10. Yeah, head of Channel 10. He's been to Davos, for goodness sakes. Mm. Now, if you don't know what Davos is, anyone who knows anything about how the world spins, they go there for that conference that they have over there. The dude knows what he's doing.
0: I may be wrong too, but I th- I think um, his dad may have played a big role in starting up the Amco Cup, which you wouldn't remember, Michael, because you're too mm. young. It was a midweek competition. I'm too
2: busy going to watch circuses.
0: Yes, um, so there's there's a league history. Your parents there. hadn't even thought of you when that was on. <laughs> but he's – look, I think, honestly, um, I saw, I think, Buzz accused me of running a rugby agenda to somehow justify the price tag of Joseph Swaley. Well, you do have leather patches on that oh, well, fine jacket yeah, I'm that you're looking, wearing. Yeah. Right?
2: I'm, with, <laughs> I'm with Buzz.
0: Yeah, you're with Buzz. Um, I don't know what that agenda is, so I'm trying to work it out still because all I did was report a story where Hamish said that he hoped there wouldn't be any vindictiveness – Towards Joseph because he's going to rugby. When it came to origin, and he said that knowing full well, hundred percent it was cast and to you know the what? Pot. He threw the 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 line in the water, <laughs> and the piranhas all went for it, didn't they? They, <laughs> they nibbled away. They, they they took his bait, and yeah, and he's
1: playing it smart. This he, whole thing has been dormant ever since Eddie Jones stepped out of rugby, and the yep. moment he steps back in, bang, it's back on again.
0: But Adam, you'd remember this was all going on when Matt Rogers. <laughs> Wendell Sailor, Lottie Takiri, others all came over, and it was Eddie. And Eddie was talk about a ringmaster yeah. in a circus. He was there, and and he had and, the backing of John O'Neill at the time, uh, who, who was, was quite very happy to do very it, good at it, like Hamish. Like as well. Hamish is very good at it. Hmm. Um, I've got, but I've got no. All, all I want are stories. I don't want. You know, oh, really. Listen, just get out of your circus tent. Forget about Gus for one minute. No, I'm, just, no, I'm just listening to all stories. I stories. we do you moved this? on.
2: Uh, what do you mean by do we need to shut up? Rugby league media Does or the NRL? Because really, rugby, rugby league, the journos aren't here to just to, write, to protect rugby league or to protect rugby union. We're writing about stories.
1: Feels like it sometimes. They yeah. get very protective rugby league well, journos about you, their patch and rugby union journos as well. Yeah, yeah but – AFL journo's best at it.
2: He's been writing about Joseph Sueli in rugby for a long hmm. time. So have many others. We we recognize the the significance of a story and what people want to read. And the reality is Joseph Sueli, before he had even turned, what, he was 16. 16? Like people were reading stories about him like we'd never seen before. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And the numbers justified that, I'm sure, with, with Nine News as well. Whether or not you sit on Team Rugby League or Team Rugby Union, it's fascinating to watch them go head-to-head in this situation because r- r- whether we like it or not, rugby union's been irrelevant for so long. There's irrelevance to rugby union now. And there are people, there are traditionalists in the game who aren't happy that the rugby union getting their time in the sun. And it may be short-lived, it may be lasting, who knows. But, but it's, I, I've, I've got no issue with rugby league media reporting on players looking at, at going to rugby union because a lot of them are just using it to get more money. Like the Payne
1: Haas one.
0: Yeah. Look, I think, again, legitimate story. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Payne wants to play rugby, good luck to him. The world's not going to stop if he... If he changes codes, but it's a point of interest, and it would be fascinating to see how he went. I think we all like to see sports people challenge themselves, and so there's nothing nothing wrong with it. There's mm. like agents starting to use rugby union as a uh, negotiation. Yeah, that'll happen again. What's happening? <clears throat> I <mean>, think <throat> I think that's
1: happening. But I, is the Payne Haas one along these lines, or is it genuine? Uh, it's early I, days. I obviously. I think Peter Bedell wrote Peter the Bedell story. Really, I, I, the I would story. An, I'd anticipate that it's there's some reality to
0: it. Mm. I think I think there would be interest in Payne Haas. Uh I don't know what position he'd be used as necessarily, but I I do think uh his family's got a love of rugby. So I, I think he's he'd a big a, body. He'd be a number 8 or a number 6 I reckon. Inside center could he play that like Burgess Sam Burgess Ooh. maybe at a you, stretch? You've mm. written
2: a lot about Payne Haas over the mm. over the years. Do you think there's any
0: ill feeling towards Brisbane at the moment? Not at the moment, no. Think, has it been sold? I, I think Payne's pain, I guess, was that he wanted to be in a premiership-winning side. He wanted to be in a successful team. He wanted he wanted clauses put in his contract regarding making finals, and that's that's where he's coming from. He didn't want to play in a, a mediocre side, which which Brisbane were. Now that they're succeeding, I, that probably helps. The oh, so he's not going to the Wallabies then. I'm not saying what he's doing. You I said think, he wanted to be in a successful. What if he team? wants? Oh, <laughs> yes!
2: Rugby <laughs> yeah, One of yeah, strikes
0: back oh, for rugby league. My good Hey, you're better than that, Chammy. Sorry, man. I couldn't help myself. You're better than that. The- the Wallabies might be on onto something. You don't know. Hmm. They might be about to
1: re-emerge as a, a really decent side, and they've got a great coach. From rugby league, rugby league's point of view, the knock on rugby union is the, the total irrelevance of how big it is around the world. Here in Australia. And that's where the majority of uh, the the banging down on, on rugby union saying it's no good, no good is because Super Rugby, well, let's be honest, I personally, I watch the Wallabies every time they play. I'd rather go and watch club rugby than Super Rugby. Like that, yeah. And a lot of people yeah. are like that. And that's the, the kind of thing that rugby league people direct their angst towards because mm. they've got such a, and it is, it's one of the greatest club competitions in the world, the NRL, mm. in any sport because yeah. it's brilliant to watch week in, week out. So that's the only thing they got. But <laughs> I do notice every time Hamish speaks, it seems, at the moment, he's go, like, oh, it's a magnificent opportunity for these young athletes to see the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he good on him. He's yeah. selling his sport. He's he's stirring up the media. He's creating heads. He's doing, doing what, what Peter G- Valenius has done for many years in the AFL. Correct. Yeah. He, he loved, he's he's picking a target. He's throwing a few jabs. Yeah. He hasn't landed. I mean, Su was a... A considerable blow. Uh, If they get harsh, that's another that's another big blow. Mm. Um, But rugby league has got such spectacular athletes, so many stars on the rise. It's not Mm going to matter unless they took fifteen great players. You know,
1: just to give people a bit of an idea about how print journalism, in particular, or written word journalism, because sometimes things aren't printed; they're just put on the internet. About how you know a story sings. So in the past, it's. down to gut field, journalistic instincts, but now you've got the numbers almost instantly about what's working and what's not because, you know, you, you post yeah. something on smh.com.au and immediately you're getting feedback about how many clicks it's getting, how long people are staying on stories. These rugby union stories, I don't know if you've got the numbers off the top of your head, Michael, but when you print something or Danny print something about uh, Suali'i or like a pain Haas type story, do those... Sing automatically?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I think they, I think they do well. Uh, the the problem that I think many people are facing in the media is, just because something rates well, does that mean is that the only thing you do? Mm. Because there are things that, and we we get criticised all the time. I write some positive, write some positive stories. Not everything rates, and mm. if if you judged by purely clicks, then you're not going to be writing a lot of things
0: that that are going to be positive because that's the yeah, reality. Right. I, 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 don't, I, I, don't I don't know. I don't. I don't because I don't see these.
2: Well, the other figures. day I wrote about and it's I wrote about Penrith and all the talk about their <clears> negative <throat> culture and their bad culture and the way the players are. Uh, I wrote a story about how the, the deputy a, police yeah, commissioner the police, they got yeah. uh, they got uh, an award presented to them about from the deputy police commissioner in regards to their work with the youth gangs in Western mm. Sydney to try and um, keep people on the straight and narrow out there out Western. It didn't rate. It, it doesn't resonate with people. They don't want to read that.
0: But does that turn you off doing that sort of story? It doesn't
2: turn me off, but it, what what it does do is because I, I thought
0: that was a good story. Shows, I, I was I was interested in reading that, and I I was actually fascinated by it. Makes it a
1: harder selfie editor next time. Well, that, that's
2: and it's a juggling act because that sucks, sometimes you it? work on a story for a week and you mm. get really in depth and you and you spend a lot of time with it. Does it justify the? Word? I don't know because it's it's a tough one, and I don't think anyone has the answer to that. Because what about long you just, reads,
0: Chami? Like I I know that you did a really good story on the the bulldogs in depth mm, um, a
2: couple the, years ago. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's something
0: like that. Did people read that? I don't know. Yeah, that,
2: that did. Like, I spent three months working on the dec- last decade at the Bulldogs and mm. speaking to about 20 or 30 people. That was an excellent read. Thanks, mate. Mm. Appreciate it. And, and has spent –
1: Look at this little all, bit. Yeah, no,
2: he's back. Yeah. Yeah. Spent Beautiful. a lot of time on it, but – Beautiful moment. Unfortunately, the great man passed away that morning, Shane Warren. so there was a, there were a lot of people on the website. I don't right. know if they were uh, there for the Bulldogs thing, but it's it, it can be disheartening if, if you spend a lot of time on something that doesn't rate. So but what he,
1: what rate? What, what yeah. sings? What's... Breaking
2: news. Breaking news. You can't beat breaking news.
1: Really? And
2: I think a real in-depth analysis on a situation.
1: Of a breaking news situation.
2: Of a breaking news situation, but also these these deep looks into the history of well, what what I did with the Bulldogs was the rise and fall of the Bulldogs over the last decade mm. and spoke to Ray Dibb, spoke to Todd Greenberg, spoke to Ben Barber, spoke mm. to Dez Hasler, all these people. And I think when none of those people have spoken about that issue, I think people want to hear from them, and mm. yeah, it's hard to work out if you just base it on numbers purely. You, mm. you won't be writing many positive stories.
0: I don't see. I'm I'm a bit of a dinosaur. I just write. Mm. I don't. I don't <laughs> really know. Like I'll occasionally, Michael will tell me, "Oh, your column was good this week or was bad." Just only tells me it was bad. Actually, yeah. Um, when,
2: when I wake up Sunday morning
1: and wasted my time. <laughs> Does scandal sell in rugby league? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it sells it gets, in news though. Like in on the news bulletins, I yeah. don't I don't know if people want to sit at home and see badly behaving can, rugby league players.
2: Can I tell you something? The highest rating rugby league story last year mm. was one of your columns. Oh, there mm. we go. And this is this this is the problem with the world we live in. I think Alex McKinnon separated with his partner. Yeah, then, and that's mm. and
0: Frusally.
2: that was the highest rating story. That's,
1: that's incredible in rugby league, considering all the good stories that were put out there. Mm. That probably points towards it's because it's a more general story about an everyday problem.
0: Yeah. Is it not? That could be right.
1: Drags more people in. Anyway. Mm. Weird. How are we rating, Charlie? Good. Ah, yes. Better than Woodsy. Number one. Number one? Better than Woodsy. Number one (laughs) out (laughs) of what? Footy talk. There's a lot of footy talks. Pretty happy with that. Back in a moment. We're going to take a break and we're just going to have a smile about how good we are. Gentlemen, I actually sometimes don't have breakfast, so I can't say I dropped my cornflakes on the floor, but the other day I did read a joint byline. Michael Chambers, Danny Widler, the story about Sam Walker. It was just fantastic. I was so happy. So happy. <laughs> In fairness, that happens a bit, doesn't it, Michael?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you feel like talking to me, we sort of worked together on a couple of yarns. and
1: I wasn't happy about the story the about day. Sam Walker because I feel a bit mm. for the kid, but I get the feeling from the Roosters' point of view, they just want Joey Manu to have more of a ball. And they've got a sports car sitting there, basically going down to the shops to get bread and milk at the moment, playing him (laughs) in the centres. They want him more involved and Sam Walker at the moment is the full guy. Is that the feeling you get from the whole situation? You guys are well across this? Yeah, I think
0: that's a big part of it. I, I think they've been frustrated with the way that Sam Walker's been playing. And... They haven't been scoring tries. Uh, I think it has been a couple of halves of footy where they didn't score a try. Yeah, the when last they, two weeks, yeah. they
2: scored a second half try. Right.
0: Okay, so again, I'm not a stats guy, but I just remember mm-hmm. that they haven't scored enough tries when they've needed to. And I feel like that's comes down to the halfback in a lot of ways. And the Manu experiment is a fascinating one. He, what well, He's rated the best player in the world last year. Uh, again, I think he'd admit he hasn't set the world on fire yet this year. James Tedesco, I don't, I don't think Teddy's scored a try this year. No, I don't think he has. So I think there's pressure on other players as well. But there's an interesting backstory, which is what Michael and I touched on in the Herald, was the fact that there's a some resistance from the Walker family, who are a proud rugby league family, mm. Ben Walker, Shane Walker, Chris Walker. Um, and there's resistance towards the coaching of Cooper Cronk, who's the halves coach of the Roosters, to the way that they're coaching Sam Walker. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that's going to end. I mean, because, look, people will deny it, but it's a fact and it's been bouncing around in league circles since January. I, I think I started to hear it. I got a couple of phone calls when I was hol- on holidays about it. Uh, Michael, you've heard the same the same thing.
2: Yeah. And I spoke to someone at the Roosters about it in the pre and I called them and I said, have you heard this? Are you aware of this? And they said, look, we haven't seen anything to suggest that Sam Walker has an issue, mm. but it wouldn't surprise us if the if the family feel that way because they have been well Ben and Shane yeah, are coaches. Of football.
0: Mm. Yeah, Ben and Shane coaches who, who probably advocate like a, a loosey goosey style of football, which is what Sam Walker has probably been brought up playing. Well, you see it in his game. He he all of a he's, sudden out of nowhere he'll throw a forty meter cutout, totally different to a, a lot of halfbacks in the comp. <laughs> he plays with a freedom that a lot of them don't dare exhibit. Yeah. And it's fascinating to see and it's great to see. He reminds me a little bit of Alan Langer, the way he, like you couldn't, you, Alan Langer didn't fit a textbook. No. And the way he would just produce grubbers from nowhere and, and run his own race to a degree. And maybe that that is the way he was coached and that's probably the way his family liked him to play. And perhaps that's not suiting the way that Cooper Cronk well, wants. And that's how he came into
2: the NRL as well. Do you remember how dynamic he was in his first four or five games it was incredible I, I don't know if the issue is with the way Cooper plays it's a question over does the way Cooper plays suit coaches, Sam Walker
1: way coaches the, sorry, yeah, yeah, how yeah, well, views and the way the he coaches, but
2: also the way he played yeah.
1: and it's very scientific the way Cooper breaks down a game oh, you've heard league. him on
2: those podcasts He's he's got an incredible rugby league mind yeah. the, I don't think the issue is with Cooper the issue is does it suit Sam Walker and how long do they keep trying to turn Sam Walker into Cooper Cronk yeah. before they actually think okay Maybe we'll just try and play Sam Walker football if he can't produce Cooper
1: Cronk You can football. understand why the Roosters want to go down this path with Trent Robinson looking to reignite their premiership glory, given the fact that Cooper came to the club yeah. and look what happened. Who's going to argue with
2: the way Cooper Cronk wants to play? It, it just It's a question of, can Sam Walker do it for him? So, and if he's not the
0: right man for him, which we may get a chance to see this week, what does that mean for Sam Walker's future? So while you two glamour boys were still in bed uh, this morning, I was at uh, a media conference uh, where... <laughs> I was backing up the story that Can I Michael- I just point out that we were in separate beds? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to say anything. No, no, no. Okay. No. Um, I was at a media conference for the, the Roosters and the Dragons uh, where I was asking questions about our story to Luke Keary. Luke had a pretty strong message that he doesn't think there's an issue between Cooper
2: yeah, what's and again? Sam. I'm just, I'm
0: just, yeah. I'm just no, let me no, just I, tell you.
2: I'm just, I know that. And, <laughs> I know. and
0: oh, I can't finish my story. <laughs> finish your story. Finish your story. I'm getting a complex. Finish your story. <laughs> I'm like talking too long for you, Michael. Finish your story, mate. But he did say, I asked him directly whether they're trying to coach him in a certain way or change the person he is, and I say no. So obvious denials, as you'd expect, because Luke Keary is coached by um, by Cooper Cronk and probably fits into a, a Cronk mold more than Sam Walker would. What's going to be interesting now, Michael, is what if what if there is a distinct improvement in the way the Roosters play hmm. and Manu kills it at 5'8". Which he probably will. Well, uh, what if he does? What happens to Sam Walker?
1: He just has to wait his time. And no, an opportunity will pop up. You don't, you can't say how long, but someone will be injured. I don't think the are Roosters injured, are or... off him.
2: I don't think the Roosters are off him. But no. you're right, if, if it does work, then they keep
0: he's going a, with it. And he's in reserve grade?
2: And he's reserve grade. They keep and, going with it. Then what will happen inevitably... Other clubs
0: will call. What's happening with Sam Walker? Michael will say, ring the Tigers and say, hey, have you heard Sam Walker's not
1: happy? <laughs> he's contracted there until 2025. Yeah. I'm not sure of the date. I
2: believe. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think he's got two and a half years on his deal there, yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, but other clubs will already, will yeah. be looking at this. Uh, they'll be looking at their salary caps and,
1: you know. So is that how it works? When the team lists drop on a Tuesday, they say, straight oh, straight away, okay, that's happened. Straight away. Oh, yeah. well, they honest yeah, yeah. Straight away. they <laughs> they're, they're ruthless. He hasn't they're ever ruthless. played a <laughs> ruthless Cup
0: <laughs> game. They're ruthless and there are no halfbacks. Yeah. And that's where the Roosters probably need to be a little bit careful because what, Luke curry has got two, one or two seasons that's, probably yeah, left.
2: That's the concern. He's probably looking at the end of next year.
0: And that's not being disrespectful to Luke. That's that's no. just that's just when his contract that's ends. What,
2: well, that's the feel around people at the club that you've spoken to that, that he will finish up at the end of next year. He may play on. I don't know. Not putting words in his mouth, but, but if he does finish up at the end of next year.
0: That's where do they where do the Roosters then find a, well, a halfback
1: if exactly. Sam Walker's? It's like uh, yeah, halfbacks toilet paper in a pandemic, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <So it's, laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember that? that? Oh, he was one of those and. people. I think it was three years ago to this day. He was really? one of those people. Yeah, oh, not to this day, but this period, April. Oh. 2020. I couldn't
2: hear this guy. He was really scared and- Remember? I'm, He's just been careful. I'm sold. Let's
1: not go back there. I'm uh, older We live through it. We don't have to revisit it. I'm fragile. He's right.
2: still got toilet paper I'm
1: <laughs> in his house. <laughs> oh, please. I'm fragile, uncle. Jack Whiten, Souths, all of a sudden. So, I don't know, maybe Jack Whiten feels that he enjoyed that Little rumble he had with Latrell Mitchell <laughs> with his thirtieth birthday that he wants to do on a daily basis <laughs> at wrestling uh, practice at the bunnies each and every week at their brand new facility at Heffron Park in Maroubra. But seriously, guys, has this kind of shocked you in any way, shape, or form that this story has gathered steam so much as we sit here right now over the past twenty four hours that it looks like he's likely to be a bunny very soon. So on Monday, I've, I've been
0: at Souths twice this week, um, and on Monday, Damien Cook threw out a line about. Yeah, you know, getting Jack White and then bringing him here to wrestle with Latrell. We sort of all laughed about it a bit. Then I went back to South's training what day, Saturday, Thursday, uh, uh, yesterday, hmm. and I noticed that Warwick uh, Warwick Wright was there. Now Warwick is the agent who acts as uh, for Cody, Latrell, and Jack. And I thought, why is he here? Are they with the is he with the Rose brothers? Is he he's he's with I think they called No Limit or Yeah, No Limit yeah, Boxing. Yeah, and he yep. he's an, yep. an accredited agent, whereas Matt Rose isn't an accredited agent. Okay. Yep. So he was there and I bailed him up and said, What are you what's going on? I, I think you're here for Jack Whiten. Mm. And he sort of wouldn't really answer me so I, I knew something was happening straight away. Yeah. Then That's not why he wasn't answering you, mate. <laughs> he wasn't answering me because he didn't want to <laughs> maybe he didn't want to lie to me. And then I went up to Blake Solly who was uh, around as well.
2: South Sydney CEO. South
0: Sydney CEO. And he was most reluctant to help me out with any information. So I knew Smoke, something was on. fire, yep. yeah. I asked Jason at the presser, about Jack Whiten, and he basically said, yeah, we'd love to have him, but we don't know whether the cap's going to work. Well, I, think, I think Souths can get him at a discounted price. I think they can offer him around. The information I'm getting is that talks have been going on for about a week. Mm-hmm. And the price would be around the three point six for four years, which is eight hundred thousand dollars less. Let me ask you this, Danny. Yeah.
2: Do the NRL approve it? Given that his option to stay at Canberra is what one point one nearly.
0: Yeah, four point four for four apparently. Yeah, but
2: he's also got an option to stay for yep. for next year at over a million dollars.
0: They should approve it.
2: But it's, there's been instances in the past where the NRL well, you, you felt reckon... like they have to they have to sign for market value, and if he's got an existing nah, contract for one point
1: one. Well, he's obviously there's <laughs> everything that he's done in the last two weeks leading to this point, points to one direction with Jack White and what he wants to do, mm. and he's happy to give up money to try and win a comp. Well, he wants to giving win up comp. rep football, he's giving up rep football. 90K. He, he wants to win a comp. So how can the NRL then sit there and put a valuation on a guy's wish to win a comp? That's before, an interesting though. point about the yeah
0: how you've said he's given up the rep football and, and the money. It's yeah. showing that. That I think says that money isn't necessarily what he's after. And yeah. that's something that hasn't been raised. And I think that's a really interesting judgment. The
2: NRL wouldn't let the Rooster size Sonny Bill for less than a certain amount when he came back. Do you remember that? I think it was two fifty. for the last. They mm. put a value on his last six weeks of the season. Mm. Yeah. They have done it before. I'm not saying that he won't end up the South. I'm saying it'd be interesting to see what the NRL will consider. And, and don't be, I, I imagine Canberra will be raising this point. How is he giving up $300,000? Why is he giving up three hundred thousand dollars? That's where
0: Don he wants to Ferner. Win a that's where Don. I, I know, but it hasn't stopped the NRL before. It's where Don Ferner, the boss of the Raiders, was really clever by registering the the contract or registering the offer, making the offer public, mm. yeah, and letting everybody know. Well, this is our money. This is the years. I think it was initially done to ward off uh, Wayne and the Dolphins, and that that sort of put a bit of pressure on them because I don't know how keen they were to have a fourth year for Jack. But now it's coming back to the South situation where Jack will say, I'm sure when he when he speaks, he wants to play with Luttrell. Mm-hmm. He wants to play with Cody. He wants to play at a, a club that has a fantastic indigenous culture. Uh, and that's hard for the NRL to knock on the head and say, well, we don't believe you. Yeah, Who are they to say that?
1: You're talking garbage. Yeah. It's,
0: <laughs> well, the,
2: the reason the NRL would be sceptical. I do, believe, be skeptical. That. I'm I'm do saying, believe that. I'm not saying this is the situation, but – Yeah, I can understand. The elephant in the room is the NRL in general situation want to make sure that players aren't getting anything under the table. Now, this is not the case, I'm not suggesting it's the case with South Mm. Sydney, but that's why the NRL are always looking at contracts. If someone's taking under somewhere, are they getting something under the table or is there a third party? That's why they try and make sure that players are getting market value. Now, South Sydney. One hundred percent the appeal for Jack White would be there. They're on the cusp of a premiership that as you mentioned, the players who he's very close to are there. Perhaps he wants to live in the big city, come to Sydney, he's lived his most of his life in Canberra. I don't think
0: he wants I don't think that's an appeal. Nothing. Yeah. No, the city wouldn't be an appeal. No, no way. He doesn't look like that kind of guy. No. He's not, then, like, he's not like you he, not, not a city slicker you like know, gear, you, don't Michael. Think so? He's not getting he, he around that like, sort of gear.
2: He seemed to have a lot of fun in Manchester at the end of the year.
1: Oh I wasn't there, so he
0: enjoyed it.
2: He was good. It's Jack a nice
1: uh, like at Manchester in ten minutes you can be in the countryside.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I like Jack. He's a good good guy.
1: Uh, has this blindsided Canberra,
0: yes. these developments?
1: So I so I rang Canberra when I was uh,
0: chasing it yesterday and they didn't believe me. They simply thought. What? No, they didn't think. They thought. Well, so I did at, at all at the start either. I just thought, how? How does it They didn't believe me. They didn't believe me. I said they want him to play centre. Uh, they want him to pay, play for, I think it's about 8 50 a year mm. and they're having a crack.
1: Who, Is it- do they have to let people go south to squeeze this I, in? I don't believe so.
0: Now, I, I think I think they can I think Jeez. they can fit him in at, at that price. They can't fit him in a, at like 1.1. 1. 1. Yeah. They'd have to let people go in that instance. But from the way it's been explained to me, and I'm not an expert on South's cap, mm. um,
1: is that they could afford around that 800 mark. Got to be careful. Uh, sorry, Michael, because if Lachlan Ilias, who I wouldn't imagine is on marquee money at the moment, if he all of a sudden explodes and becomes a dominant halfback in the next two years... Then they've got a jam. Well, they'd have to budget that. And then they'd have to – you've got to look at it, I think, a couple of years down the track.
0: Cody's probably will retire in maybe two years. Yep. Um, I think you'll find Damien Cook will be the same. Yep. So that, I think Souths know they've got two years this year and maybe a couple more to be a premiership winning side. Mm-hmm. How do you think Adam Reynolds feels right now? Yeah, that's a good point because they didn't want him long-term,
2: did they? If they didn't want him long-term, they'd you – know, they had reservations about how much cap space they had as well. All of a you reckon you're Adam finding- Reynolds
1: fields. I'm just looking at the ladder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Adam Reynolds didn't want
2: to leave. Don't you start?
0: Adam's done pretty well for himself. He's yeah. okay. He's flying. So yeah, but I get, I know what you're saying. He's going to get say.
1: a suntan in July up there. <laughs> He'll be fine.
0: And he's the king of Brisbane. Is this going to if he walks out on Canberra
2: or if he leaves Canberra? Will it get ugly? Like I think Canberra feel as though. They've done the right thing by Jack for a very long time. That's a paid fair him point. Handsomely, yeah. do you reckon this is going to get really ugly with Canberra?
0: Who are you saying with Ricky? Well, people at the club. Mm, well, I think I think there is a feeling they've done a fair bit for Jack off field. So yeah, they might be. They might. They'll have their nose out of joint. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how ugly it's going to get. I can't predict that. So, do you but do you reckon they'll kick him out of town straight away? Well, that's that might be interesting. Well, if he's going, just wouldn't you
2: save the money? Just get that out. of That might be interesting. Down at the door, hit you on the ass on the way out. Well is that the line? I reckon
0: if, if South could if South could put him in their team this year, imagine that. Oh,
1: imagine that.
2: Yeah. Uh, stranger
1: know. things have happened, Mike.
2: Uh, I'm just not sold. It's the right move anyway. Yeah, stranger
1: things have happened, like joint bylines with you two. <laughs> uh gents, that's footy talk for this week, and it's unique in many ways because we've got to this point, the very end, and we haven't mentioned anything about the Tigers or the Dragons which I reckon is like a extra Easter. It's like another miracle.
2: Watch, watch, watch the ratings go down now. <laughs> yeah. so people want negativity. I told you.
1: I've oh, we'll given a bit of a negativity in there today. <laughs> don't worry.
2: We'll be behind Special. Woodsy and Wade Graham next week and I'll be filthy.
1: Michael, <laughs> thank you.
2: Adam, it's always a pleasure. Danny, never a pleasure.
1: Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Adam. It's been a pleasure for me, Danny. Thanks, mate.
2: Have fun on 100% Footy on Monday.
1: Have a good <laughs> week, everyone, and enjoy the footy <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs>